Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. More than ever, uh, we are increasingly becoming a do-it-yourself society with the aid of uh, everything from YouTube videos uh, and online tutorials, books. It seems that people are tackling more and more chores and activities on their own. Now, how well does that uh, DIY process apply to the legal system? We'll talk about that today with a particular focus on divorce cases. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and I'm pleased to welcome to the podcast today Lavelle Law Attorney Christina Alcas, an experienced family law practitioner. Christina is going to shed some light on the reality of bypassing the use of an attorney in this particular legal scenario. We're going to learn a little bit about why that may or may not be a good idea. A lot going on, but uh, good afternoon, Christina. Thanks for being here with me today. Thanks, Jim. I'm glad to be here. Now, before we get into the do's and don'ts and some of the particulars, I, I'm just curious. I, I assume that there's nothing in a state statute or any laws that would prevent an individual from handling a legal matter on their own in the courts. Is that true? That's absolutely true. I believe it's a constitutional right. Okay. Well, we're going to find out what uh, they can or can or should or shouldn't do today in a little bit. We're going to talk about divorce cases. And before we get to your advice on the matter, um, just maybe just a quick like bulleted list, because when, when you deal with these cases, divorce, um, a lot of us think, well, you have to split things up and dissolve the marriage. But I assume there's a much longer checklist of things that are really part of a divorce proceeding. Can you kind of just run through some of those off the top of your head? Sure. The, the, that's, a, that's a great way to phrase it, because that's exactly what a lawyer looks at. When we're, when we're talking with somebody about a divorce, we're looking at do they have children and how, that, how the children are going to be provided for. Um, do they work? Does, essentially, does one spouse need what used to be known as alimony but is now known as maintenance? Is there real estate that needs to somehow be divided or sold with the proceeds then divided? Are there retirement accounts that need to be divided? Um, another question is are there big uh, financial investments, bank accounts, checking accounts, um, other types of investment vehicles, how are those going to be divided? Then we get down to personal property. Sometimes some of those things are sentimental in values. There's you know, often vehicles, expensive vehicles in play. Um, another issue that people often forget about are taxes. We need to figure out how to deal with taxes. So, um, you know, and the list goes on and on, but those are the things that people need to be thinking about when they're looking at divorce. How are we going to attend to the investments, the retirement accounts, the real estate, the children? vehicles, debts, taxes, those sorts of things. So in in talking to you and and your colleagues over the years on past podcasts, I've heard mention of contested and uncontested divorces. And when we start talking about someone wanting to handle something on their own, and maybe this is very simplistic, but would I look at uncontested divorces and say, well, if you're going to do one, that's the one maybe you might want to do? Yeah, I, that that is that is the one that um, that someone would be able to do better than um, a contested divorce. When I when we say contested and uncontested, I'll just for those of us who are not uh, for those listening who are not accustomed to those terms or acquainted with those terms, an uncontested divorce is where the parties reach an agreement on their own, um, and they make decisions as to all the things that I 
the things that I just went through on their own, come up with a, uh, a plan, an arrangement that they think is fair, and then they can try their best to boil it down to documents that the court would then review and either approve or not approve. So an uncontested divorce would have both parties um, agreeing to terms without ever needing the insight or a decision of a judge. When we're talking about a contested divorce, that means that the parties can't agree, um, and they need either lawyers to weigh in on the process, and if the lawyers aren't successful in figuring out their differences, then a judge would need to weigh in, and that's what's called a contested divorce. I think that is pretty difficult to do on your own. And, and you gave us a great list there of all the considerations, or some of the considerations at least, that go into a divorce. Is just the volume of work and, and the specificity of it uh, the key drawback, or what would the drawbacks be to trying to tackle this on your own? The, the key drawback to um, a divorce, doing your own divorce, is forgetting one of those things. Because after the fact, um, after a divorce is entered and the parties say forgot to deal with the retirement accounts or forgot to deal with taxes, now we no longer have the benefit of negotiations to resolve a matter. So, uh, you know, I've had it happen before where um, the parties did not agree on um, – the parties did their own divorce and but did not have a good agreement as to an asset that cost about $100,000. Well, now that that was the only thing in play – you know, there were no other. There was no hurry to get the asset to get the division of the asset resolved because you know people hurry up to get these things done because they want they want the clean slate. They want the divorce. Mm -hmm. But now when that thing is hanging out there, whatever it is, um, you know, everyone's willing to argue <laughs> ad infinitum about how to how it should be divided. In addition, there's no benefit to you know. Okay, well, there's no benefit that you would otherwise get from negotiating. Okay, well, if I give you this, then you can give me part of that. And if I give you that, then you give me part of this. There's no this or that. It's just the one thing left. So everyone wants to get as much of it as they can. Um, so forgetting something is a big problem. Also, um, having documents that are not drafted by a lawyer can lead to ambiguous language that uh, the court may not understand how to interpret or one party thinks reads one way and another party thinks reads another. And then there's, they have to go to court to interpret it. And, and that, boy, that leads to a couple of great questions there as I think about this. Um, I, I think we all see and hear fairly frequently commercials for websites that offer legal documents, and they say, well, you know, save your money. Just download the document and go. Um, tell me about some of the drawbacks of, of doing that, and, and first of all, why the documents may or may not be effective, but then follow up for me the point that, once this is done, this is a legal document, and everyone has to abide by it, and there's always interpretation. Uh, so there are really two questions there, but let's start with the documents themselves. The documents themselves, it's a really good question. Um, having, uh, having documents, legal documents, but not knowing exactly what they mean is like kind of cooking with ingredients that have no labels. You don't know if you're putting salt or sugar into something. If you don't know what it is, then it's hard to figure out uh, how, to, how you should be using it. And, um, and often, you know, people will be re reciting things. I've seen documents that people have drafted for themselves, and they'll use things they don't really understand what they mean and end up with it using a legally operative term in a way that they didn't intend. So that can be rather complicated um, to try to unravel after the fact. 
Um, yeah. Another way that those things. Oh, go ahead. Right, and then that was it. What, yeah. As you just said, unravel it. You once this is, as I said uh, earlier, once this is in place, now now you got to live with it, and that can become problematic, right? Right. All right. Well, we're, uh, we're we've got a lot to cover here today. We're talking to Lavelle Law Attorney Christina Alcas and um, uh, getting a good look at the concept of individual handling their own divorce without the support of an attorney. Um, Christina has handled many family law cases during her career and brings a great perspective to us. You can get a glimpse of her background and range of work by visiting the newly revised LavelleLaw.com. Great new look and, and even richer depth of content, so uh, you can move around there very easily. Um, you mentioned several times here in our conversation that you are familiar with people who have done this, who have tried to do a divorce on their own. Um, first, is it what what causes it? Do they just think they're saving money? Do they think they've got it figured out? I mean, why why would someone take that step in the first place? Uh, people take that step because they want to save money. That, that's really what it comes down to. Um, I always say that yeah. attorneys' fees can be notorious for sticker shock, and people think, well, it was free to get married. We should get we should be free to get divorced, <laughs> um, but it's just not comparable. Uh, really, you know what what a divorce lawyer does is divide up between two people um so each party has essentially half of what they had before it's not something to take a financial shortcut on in my opinion but often people feel like you know they're already losing so much in terms of getting half of what they once had they don't want to lose any more um the result of that is even more unfortunate which is that Often when folks draft their own legal documents, um, and, you know, and they're cooking with the ingredients without labels, they, um, they often will end up messing something up, and then they need to see a lawyer to fix it. At that point, it becomes far more expensive than it would have been had the lawyer just done it the first time. And the other part of the legal equation is the judge. You mentioned the judge in, in a divorce. Um, do you anticipate or have you observed that judges are, are still going to hold these individuals to the same sort of standard they would an attorney? I mean, things have to be done a certain way. Does a judge look at them and say, well, you know, it's going to take longer because you keep doing it this way and it has to be done this way for me? You know, every judge is different. And so I wouldn't count on a judge. If I were a litigant or a person who's not an attorney going to court, I wouldn't count on a judge doing any one thing <laughs> with absolute certainty. Because I've seen judges hold people to the same standard that attorneys are held to. At the same time, I've seen judges tell people that they're going to be held to the same standard of an attorney as an attorney and then not be held to that standard at all. Um, and so judges can say one thing and do another. Judges are human, um, and, and that's really, really what it comes down to. As, a law, as lawyers, we know that. We can't guarantee the outcome of a court case because we can't guarantee what a person is going to do on any given day. I always joke that we have an attorney here who's a fantastic bowler. He has a ring that says 300 from getting a perfect game, and I've seen him throw a gutter ball before. So anyone, anyone can have a Even the best bowler can have a gutter ball kind of day, and a, even the best mm -hmm. judge can have a gutter ball kind of morning in court. And for these people who think that they may save money, my guess is they probably also think they're going to save time in the process. But uh, divorce, no matter how you go about it, is it tends to be a fairly long process. Is that right? Well, it depends. And, you know, if, if there's an issue with custody, what used to be known as custody is now known as allocation mm -hmm. of parental responsibility. The statute says that those issues should be resolved within 18 months. So, 
um, that is a good barometer of when a case should be resolved. I've seen cases be resolved in as little as four weeks. I've seen cases go on well over two years. Um, it's really more about the couple than it is about the lawyers, mm-hmm. and um, it's more about the couple than it is about the judge. So I'm going to try and get two more questions in here before I let you go, and I appreciate your time today. Let's go back to those people who want to save money. Um, okay, let's try and keep their legal costs down but not bypass the attorney. Are there certain things that the people can do in a divorce that say, look, if you just do these things for me as your attorney, I can make it easier for you. What are those things? What can people do to help maybe trim their bill a little bit? Uh, a great thing they can do is uh, divide or work on the easy things at home, right? Um, things that they know they want to, that things that they know aren't going to be a problem. You know, for instance, some people, you know, don't have, they have disputes among each other, but they don't have disputes over their children. Um, so it may be a no-brainer for some couples to say, we're going to, of course, we're going to continue to raise our kids Catholic. Of course, they're going to continue to go to public school. Of course, we're going to use our same doctor. And of course, he's going to stay in softball and swimming the way he always did. If you can make that arrangement between the parties, now custody is not at issue anymore. That can be a very expensive part of a divorce process. If those deals can be made at home, um, hey, then that will keep the case much cheaper. Another way that um, people can uh, save money on legal fees is to attend mediation. In Cook County, mediation is free. So even if they do hire an attorney, they can try to mediate any matters that, um, that you know, they can't necessarily reach an agreement on. That's another way to keep it inexpensive. Um, you know, lastly, if someone's looking to have an uncontested divorce, you know, the only rule about legal representation and divorce, the only law in the state is that someone can't represent husband and wife in a divorce. But if someone comes to me and wants me to draft an uncontested divorce, I would represent one part person in the couple. The other person could just go to a lawyer strictly for document review, to take the documents that were drafted by me and say, hey, can I pay you an hourly fee just to review these documents, let me know if there are any problems. Then they have the benefit of having an attorney's eyes on the file without having to pay that big divorce retainer. And I'm going to have you finish this sentence for me before I let you go. Uh, yes, you can represent yourself in a, in a divorce, but dot, dot, dot. But be careful. <laughs> um, I would say <laughs> probably you can represent yourself in a divorce. The easier the case is, the more likely it's going to go okay for you. So the more complicated a divorce is, the more likely it is that you need a lawyer. Well, we've uh, had the advice of an outstanding lawyer today. I want to thank Christina Alcast for being with us today. Uh, great insights from her as always. Um, now, while our time is up, you can always learn more from her by uh, visiting LavelleLaw.com and pursuing some of, uh, or perusing some of Christina's articles, podcasts, and videos. Or give her a call for a free consultation at 847-705-7555. Thanks for joining us today.